0: This is the Cattolos podcast, food for the journey. Season three, episode six. How a dog can improve your life, 10 life lessons. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Cattolos podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be looking at one of my favourite topics, which is dogs and more specifically, my dog Kochi And how I was going to say having a dog, but you don't really have a dog, do you? It's not like having a baby. (laughs) Having a dog in your life is probably a better way of saying it. It Can um, just improve your life so, so much. So we're going to be looking at that. I'd like to say firstly, a massive thank you to our sponsor uh, for the Catos Podcast, which is the Masterclass Sessions. And the next Masterclass Session is going to be with Peter Collins, who is Lord LinkedIn. He's a specialist on LinkedIn. It's gonna be in early June. Uh, I've actually worked with Peter He's helped me with my LinkedIn profile and he's an absolute wizard. He's fantastic. So if you want to improve your LinkedIn profile, make sure you click on the link in the show notes and book yourself on. And also, if you enjoyed today's episode, just send me a quick email to michael at just something that you enjoyed from today's episode, and you'll be entered into a monthly draw, and you will get the opportunity to have a free 12-month subscription to the masterclass Session. So last month's winner was my good friend Kath Lord-Green, and she got a whole year's subscription free for emailing me the best thing she liked about the previous episode. So well done, Kath, and that could be you if you want to uh, win that competition. So, I would like in this episode to give you my kind of story about where I've been on my journey of dogs and I want to give you 10 different ways I've found that um, being with my dog has taught me about life and can hopefully help you with your life and that can be applied into your relationships, into your health, into your business because as I'm sure you know life lessons are great lessons of business and vice versa. So I've always wanted a dog always. When I was a child, I wanted a dog so badly, my mum and dad said, well, go research then. And I made like a book. I was such a nerd. I wrote, I did research, and this was pre-internet days. I went to the library and researched all the different types of dogs and drew pictures and presented this to my mum and dad and said, look, I think a a golden retriever or a Labrador would be the best fit. um, And when are we going to get the dog? And I was about 10, maybe a bit younger. And I'll never forget, my mum and dad said to me, Mike, we're never going to get a dog now. We're both teachers, we're both teaching full-time, we can't look after a dog. I'm sorry. I was heartbroken. I was absolutely heartbroken. We joke about it now, because they bought me this tea towel with these two dogs on, as if that was, like, going to help, you know, as a cons- consolation prize. <laughs> and I stuck this tea towel on my wall in my bedroom and resented my parents, you know. And I came to terms with it, and it's fair enough, if you can't look after a dog and give a dog what it needs, absolutely you shouldn't get a dog. And that was pretty much it. For nearly 25 years. And it's funny, it came up in conversation a few years ago, just under three years ago. And I said to mum and dad, What about now? You know, mum and dad both are at home now. There's always somebody in the house. And, you know, my brothers, we've all grown up and left home. And it it shocked me when my mum said to me, Yeah, okay then. And that was it. So we looked into it and I was so excited. And I knew, even though I don't live with my parents, I knew that the love, a dog could bring into that house, and it would just be wonderful. So, we went to a, a local breeder, and we looked at Labradors. Again, you know, kind I of got what I wanted. Twenty-five years later, and we got a chocolate Labrador, and we went to see him when he was only two weeks old, and he was tiny, it was absolutely gorgeous. And we met him, and we said, you know, we're going to be your, you know, your family, and you're going to come live with us. And six weeks later, I remember, we picked him up in my car, and I carried him into my parents' backyard, actually. And we had a little cuddle and I told him and we made a video and I said, you know, you're going to come live with us now. We took him to the house and I remember he lay down on the floor and I lay down next to him. and He was so small and I just loved him so much. And I thought, yeah, this is it. <laughs> and he's massive now. And so those are the early days. Uh, and my mum did an incredible job looking after him, training him. It's hard work, you know, when you have a puppy. And when we were in the first lockdown, I wasn't able to see him. So I, I would visit him all the time. I wasn't able to see anybody for three months. You know, 12 weeks. And I was really concerned that my bond with Kochi, who's, who's the dog, would have gone. And I was really quite worried when I went to see them for the first time and I went into their garden when you're allowed to be outside. And need the worried. He went up to me. He started barking. He went up to me and he just licked me and cuddled me. And for about an hour and a half, he wouldn't calm down. I was bowled over. It was one of the most wonderful moments, our reconciliation. And I thought, no, he hasn't forgotten me. And now every single weekend if not more I go to see him as much as I can And I love that dog with all my heart He's just wonderful The word Kochi is a slang term for chocolate My nieces nephews when they're younger When they wanted a piece of chocolate they say a piece of Kochi And that's where it comes from, the name Kochi And he's just incredible So I wanted to share with you some of the gifts that Kochi being in my life and our lives has, has brought into our lives Because you might not have a dog Or if you do have a dog then obviously a lot of these will resonate with you but they're life lessons, you know? And again, anything I can help in my journey to help you to learn. You say sort you of have to go through what I've gone through or it can just give you some food for the thought, yeah? Food for the journey, why not do it? So the first thing that he's really taught me is about living in the present moment. Now, especially if you're in business, you've always gotta be planning for the future and making contingency plans and things like that. But it's rare that you'll see a dog sat down making a list. <laughs> You know it's rare you'll sit, see a dog just kind of like worrying about the future or ruminating on the past they're just in the moment it's it's quite powerful actually because they're either resting sleeping or they're in the present moment that's it you don't see dogs really daydreaming they they sleep which is different but being in that present moment i don't think you can overdo being in the present moment even planning and things like that when you look into the future or reflecting on the past can all be done in the present moment it's rare you'll see a distracted dog unless he's on on a scent of something, you know? So that's the first lesson he's taught me. Live in the present moment with the people you're with, be with them now. When he's with me, he's fully with me. He literally follows me around the house, you know? He always wants to be with me. And that's quite amazing. A dog is, they're like this gift and they just present themselves to you all the time. And they're saying to you like, I'm here with you now, right now, let's go. Life's good, very, very powerful. So if you wanna be more in the present moment, you know, just spend some time with a dog or just watch a dog with their dog owner. You know, it's rare that the dog is the one that's distracted. You know, often it's the owners we can get distracted. So That's the first thing, being in that present moment. Just be there right now with your people, you know. The second thing is, this is gorgeous. Always being happy to see people. Hospitality, every single time. I come to see him on a Saturday or any other time. He's always happy to see me. He always wags his tail and shuffles his bum. He always runs up to me. He's always happy. He always brings me a present and it's not just me. It's anybody he be, has been away from my dad and my mum, my brother for a while. He'll bring a present. He'll bring his teddy or oh, he'll, bring, he'll bring like a leaf or, or a rock or a piece of dirt or a twig. He'll bring me a gift. Just let that sink in a dog that apparently has the intelligence of up to about a 3 old human. A dog will bring a gift to say, I've missed you, I'm happy to see you, I love you. That is incredible. Just let that sink in. Do we do that? You know, when we see people, when we, when we haven't seen them for a while, are we really happy to see them? Do we gift them, I don't know, even just with our presence? And I learned a lot about that hospitality when I went to Romania. And in the UK, we'll give you a cup of tea, and maybe a biscuit. In Romania, they gave me a bottle of wine if I went to somebody's house for gracing, you know, their house. It's an incredible thing. Hospitality is very strong in that country. It's taught me a lot, you know? So like the dog, you know, are you bringing presents to people? I'm really conscious of that, you know? I've got a meeting today. And I've learned in meetings to almost think this is the first time I've ever met this person and bring that energy to it like a dog would. Or this might be the last time I'll ever meet this person. I bring that energy like the dog would, you know? That's a really, really powerful one, that. And if you doubt that, just ask anybody who has a dog. Or think about your own dog when you've not been with them for a bit, even just a few hours, they are always so happy to see you. I think it's wonderful. The third one is paying attention to vibes. I've learned from my dog to pay attention to vibes. Cotchy knows when something's going on, not just feeding time. He knows if somebody's upset, if my mum's upset or my dad, he'll just go over and kind of put his head in their lap. He picks up on all sorts, you know, he knows when the Amazon (laughs) delivery driver's here or the pizza man's here before we do. He knows when I'm coming to the house, even if it's, A different day, mum and dad will say, he's been at the window waiting for you. Somehow he knew you were coming. Now, without getting too kind of deep with this, there is something to that, paying attention to what's actually going on, not just what's being said or spoken in a meeting or in a room. The vibe that somebody's given off, you know? If we're sad, cut your nose. If we're happy, cut your nose. If a person is very not confident with a dog, dogs can pick up on that, you know, and they try and get one over on you and get in charge. You have to be like, "Uh, no, no, no you're not in charge I'm sorry so there's that aspect to it as well and I used to be aware of that when I wasn't as confident with him he'd pick up on that and now when, you know and I'm more confident he picks up on that as so, well so people will pick up on your vibe you know so I suggest and I try and do this pay attention to to their vibes their feelings their emotions that often you can just walk into a room can't you and just feel something dogs know whatever that is dogs pick up on that it's incredible so he's taught me to pay attention to vibes really this fourth one is actually, it comes from a Buddhist phrase, so I've changed it a little bit. And there's a Buddhist uh, famous phrase that says, if you're growing lettuce and it doesn't grow, don't blame the lettuce, right? The lettuce is not sat there saying, I don't like this person, so I'm not going to grow. The lettuce needs sunlight, it needs water, it needs air, you know, it needs protection from the elements. If you give the lettuce what it needs, the lettuce will grow. And if it doesn't, don't blame the lettuce, you know? And I found this the same with dogs. Never blame the dog. You know, that we never put a dog into a situation where it will get blamed for just being a dog. If you give a dog what it needs, love and food and water and good sleep and a safe place to live and love and affection, the dog, it will just thrive and love you so much. And any time, you know, Cotchi's acted up or we've not been happy with his behaviour or something, it's always because we've put him in a situation, you know, it's something we've done. You know, We never blame the dog. dog's never at fault. The dog's like pure and perfect, you know. I'm always aware of that when I take him out for walks with other dogs. If I don't know the other dogs, I'll think, okay, I don't know you, but I know my dog, you know? So maybe I'll stay away or maybe I'll keep him on the leash. Don't set him up to fail by just, you know, <laughs> letting him go play with a dog I don't know, you know? So that thing of not blaming the lettuce, <laughs> don't blame the dog. It's the same with the person, isn't it, in leadership, you know? You've got somebody who's left the company or they made a mistake or they've been fired, you think, oh, I think it's helpful to think, how we failed that person? Did we give them what they needed? Did we really? Are we blaming that person? It's a very difficult thing that, I think, to come to terms with, not blaming other people, not assigning blame, thinking, did we give them what they need? And especially for ourselves, you know, don't blame self, <laughs> give yourself what you need. That's a big one. Don't blame the dog. Don't blame the lettuce. <laughs> Fifth one is physical touch matters heck of a lot. Think about through lockdown and COVID time. I've had it taken away, haven't we? Think about me when I just said, you know, I spent three months on my own. It's not normal that, right, it's a bit weird, you know, not to be able to hug my parents and my, my brothers and my nieces and nephews and not be, being able to stroke my dog, you know. Dogs are all about touch, they'll come and nuzzle you and stick their head in your face and they'll want you to rub their belly and, and they enjoy it, you know, they really, and we enjoy it. There's has been studies done where, you know, stressed students, they'll bring in a dog to stroke and children calm down. There's a lot to that physical touch, you know, we're not designed to live through screens. A 2D image cannot give you the fullness of the human experience and stroking your dog and being in physical contact with your dog is a very powerful thing, um, it's a very strong bonding thing. I've got a wonderful picture of me stroking his ears, he's lying on the floor. And even when I'm not with him, I can always feel what that feels like. It's very powerful, the, the, the healing power of the human touch, you know, pat on the back, handshake, you know, a hug, these are very, very powerful things. We're social species, right? And it doesn't just always have to be humans. It could be dogs, it could be cats, it could be a tree. The power of physical touch is, is very important and paying attention to that, you know, just thinking, well, when was the last time I had a hug? When was the last time I shook somebody's hand, you know? When was the last time I, I paid attention to what I was touching? Maybe even when I was just cooking food, textures and things like that. So physical touch really matters. You imagine trying to create a bond with a dog without patting him or stroking him or rubbing his belly or, you know, tickling him. It's just not going to happen. Physical touch is very, very powerful. It's how a dog expresses himself through his nose and his mouth and, and pouring at you, you know? Dogs pull all sorts of crazy shapes. It's brilliant. The next one, which is something I really thought about a lot. Number six is rest is essential. I've talked about this so much, haven't I? You know, don't perform like an amateur, uh, perform like a professional wrestler, like an amateur. But I was a bit shocked when I first got to meet Koch and I was like, he just sleeps all the time. And then I thought, well, maybe it's like a baby. You know, your baby babies have to sleep a lot, and then they sleep less as they grow into children. But as he got bigger and older, he just still slept a lot. And I realised he's either in go mode, or he's chilling, or he's asleep. He has like three modes, and that's great. And he's so well-rounded, you know, if he's not the centre of attention or having a walk, he'll just kind of sit at your feet and chill. Or he'll just lie on, the, on his side like he's being shot and sleep and sleep a lot. And he's totally fine about that. In fact, I've laid down with him many times on the floor next to him, because he just makes the floor look really inviting. You know? You think, he makes that look really comfortable just lying on the floor. So that rest is essential. And very fortunately, he sleeps really well, you know, throughout the night. And he's totally unapologetic about it. He'll sleep anywhere. You know, he'll just lie down and sleep. And I think that's really key, isn't it, for us, being almost giving permission to rest. And you'll never hear a dog say, I'm too busy. You know, or you'd never, would you, want to deny your children sleep, you wouldn't keep up your child at night saying, you're only allowed four hours of sleep. And yet we do it to ourselves, you know. So the importance of rest is something he's always taught me. Whenever he's sleeping, I'm thinking, oh, I might go for a nap, you know, on the weekends, something like that. The next one is about spending time and that time spent with your loved ones is never time wasted. Time spent with Kachi is never time wasted. And I learned this, I went to a fair years ago and there was this like world-class dog trainer and he gave me a really good piece of advice and he said, when you're walking your dog, right, it's not primarily as exercise for the dog. Yes, it's important for the dog to get exercise. But when you're walking your dog, that's bonding time. That's time that you spent with your dog growing your bond with them. And that really resonated with me. And every single time I take I take him out for a walk on a Saturday afternoon when I go see my family. You know, we have a route that we've planned and we want him to go to the toilet and all that, but he decides where he's wanting to go. He decides if he wants to sniff and eat grass. He decides, you know, how far he wants to go and the pace and all these kinds of things. And I've learned to just, to do that. My dad's, and I agree, said he's taught us both to be very patient, but it's never time wasted. We don't achieve a walk, we don't count how far we've gone or how long we've gone for. And I think that's really key with our loved ones, isn't it? You invest time with your loved ones, you don't take them for a walk and try and get them to perform. It's bonding time, you know, when I spend time with my family, it doesn't really matter what we're doing, really. You know, it's about just spending time together, it's never time wasted, never. And the bond just grows, it's very, it's very powerful that. It's caught me by surprise that one. And the eighth one, which is, which is very much attached to this, is there's no limit to how good the bond can be with your dog. You just keep investing in it, and it just gets stronger and stronger. And I love him more now than I did yesterday and last week. And hopefully he feels the same. <laughs> Mum says to me often, he loves you, you know, he loves you. And you can Google all sorts of different um, things that say, what you know, how a dog, how you know your dog loves you. He does that staring look into your eyes. He does that, he often just looks into my eyes. They bring you gifts, you know, all the things that, uh, some of the things I've expressed, it's a sign of a happy dog that he likes you. And there's no limit on that bond. You know, some dogs live 10, 15 years, very, very strong. Some that I've been in business the last four or five years, you know, I often say there's no limit to how good a relationship can be. If we're trying to do right by others and build those relationships. They're actually where all the good comes, all the money, all the value. It all comes from these relationships, and it's the same with a dog. I've never met a dog that goes, nah, I've had enough love from you, thank you very much. They're always willing to give more love, you know, and they're saying, I'm in the present moment, can you give me some love as well? There's no limit on that. The ninth one is very important. He's told me to pay attention. you got to pay attention when you're with your dog. He'll tell you something's up, but again, like, if you're on a walk, for example, he'll try and eat anything, and I mean anything, you know. Mess from other dogs, plastic, all sorts. And if you're not careful, you can snaffle something and eat something that he wasn't supposed to. So, although it's great to be with him and you're just there spending time, you can't. I find you can't let your mind wander, you know. So, he's really taught me to pay attention to how he is that day, and he's taught me that as well. Like I said before, he knows what's going on. He picks up on vibes. You know, just Google how powerful a dogs' noses or how powerful a dogs' ears are. They pick up on things we we don't even know. So, he's definitely taught me that. Pay attention to what's going on right now. Or you might miss something. He's really, really taught me that. And again, he's he's amazing. One minute he's paying attention, next minute he's totally asleep. You <laughs> know, he's got great balance. Dogs are very well rounded, you know. And the final one is very, very important. Dogs can help us to see that we're loved just as we are. Dogs don't care what your job is, particularly. They don't care how you you know how much money you've earned, they don't care what clothes you're wearing, they don't care about any of that. They just care about you. They love you and I've seen him on good and bad days, and he loves me regardless. And that's one of the strongest lessons he's taught me I'd like to share with you. Embracing people and loving them just as they are. Your clients, just as they are, not as you want them to be. Your children, just as they are, not as you want them to be. Yourself, just as we are, just not you know not what we want to be. And I think that's really powerful. The dog loves you as you are, not, not as you want to be. They couldn't care less. And you might say, yeah, but they're just a dog. But then I think, no, 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 no. My dog has taught me to be a better human being. He's taught me there's something bigger going on here than just dogs and humans, you know? There's this life that we're all part of. And I'm always willing to learn, and he's been a great teacher of mine. And some of the best lessons I've learned are being a good listener, loving people, you know, resting. All these things we've looked at today, I've learned from him. Not learned it from other people or myself. I've learned it from him, he's taught me, you know? Just give him a degree and get a little photo taken. so if you don't have a dog maybe a dog will come into your life at some point remember it took me 25 years to then have a dog come into my life and it was well worth the wait and if you have a dog <laughs> you know exactly what i'm talking about and even if you don't have a dog just pay attention to dogs when you see them out walking they humans because there's always a dog in charge and just have a look at it and have a think about it it's really funny as well when you see people walking the dogs, the humans and dogs often either look like each other or have similar mannerisms. It's quite interesting uh, to notice that. So dogs are wonderful, and so are people, and so are you. You know, and they just help us to remember that. I think often with a lot of these things, all these ten things, you could look at those and go, yeah, I kind of know those already, and we do, don't we? But then we forget. We go for a wonder from the away from these things, and the dogs help us to remember what's really true, and we think, yeah, actually, yeah, that's true. Thank you, Kochi. (laughs) So hopefully it's been helpful for you and you found something that you can go and apply into your life. And if you have a dog, you can hug them that little bit closer. Even if you don't. um, Until we speak again, just remember, somebody somewhere, including your dog, (laughs) loves you very, very much. Okay. Take care and speak soon. So today's positive random fact is, of course, about dogs. So, did you know that dogs' sense of smell can be up to 40 times stronger than a human? And that's because the area of cells in the brain that detects smell is up to 40 times larger. And there's a dog, a medical detection dog called Pal, and Pal was awarded the PDSA Order of Merit because Pal played a vital role in their diabetic owner, Claire's life, by alerting her to changes in her blood sugar, Powell could pick up on that. If not caught in time, these changes could have killed Claire and Powell helped her save her life. How amazing is that dog?